Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Once again, it's been a while. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. And this is, you know, The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I say at again, it's 637-3220. Place to be if you want to talk to JT, The Master and you quite naturally you know that would be me. Got a great show in store for you this morning. So sit back with your coffee, tea, water, lemonade, lemon water, whatever, and your breakfast. And listen as I break down from 1 to 32. My last mock draft, that's five days out of the real uh, draft, the NFL draft, that takes place starting at 8 o'clock at night on Thursday night. Now, as you know, the FSP crew show is also on that night. So we were breaking down each and every pick for two hours, so we may not get to the uh, last quarter of the picks, but this is going to be a two-hour show from 8 to 10, not 8 to 9, a special two-hour show because of the mock, because of the draft. What team is going to pick up the best player out of this draft? That's yet to be seen, but what players are going to go where? Isn't an ideal spot for that particular player. How close can I come to predicting who goes where in my mock draft that I do today? We have a chat room sitting out there. If you'd like to jump in that chat room, you could also do that. And uh, we'll hope that You join the conversation one way or the other, whether it's on the airways or whether it's on the web through the chat. We'll be looking for you either way. 
either way, we'll be looking for you. Hopefully, hopefully, you'll join me. It'll be my pleasure for you to do that. If you'd like to do so. All right, let's get this show started and start capitulating around, uh, 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 procrastinating around, I should say, and get this party started. And uh, without further ado, let me just do some, let me do this real quick. Do this. Uh, Shrink this a little bit so we can um, get this party started. The right way, only way that I know how, and that's to make sure we have everything in order in order to have a uh, wonderful show here. I should have done this earlier, but we'll do it now. Um, And uh, since we're going to do this draft... We need some traveling music to make this thing work. So we'll do this. Um, We'll do this. Hold on a minute, people. For some reason I can't get... Oh, there it is. Got to open this up. Got to move this over here. All right. Um, as you know, uh, I've done uh, up until the, starting from the beginning of the year, I've done a draft. I've done a draft, and, and um, I uh, going to finish this off with this draft. And uh, hopefully uh, you get a kick out of it. Hopefully. It, uh... There we go. <clears throat> All right. All right. We're going to do this draft now. It's 1 to 32. I'm going to do it. We're going to finish it. And we got uh, approximately 50 minutes to do it, which is not a problem. Uh, once we finish that, if we have more time, then I may go into some sleepers that I like. And also um, some, some running backs that I really like. You know, I'm a running back fanatic. I, I really like my running backs. And I've revised my way of evaluating running backs. Um, I think I've talked about it, not in length, but in nauseam or whatever. um, And I've talked over the years saying I wanted a dual-threat running back. No longer do I want a dual-threat running back. Well, in essence, he's got to be at least a dual-threat. Let me put it that way. But for the most part, I want a triple-threat running back. And a triple-threat running back uh, is a running back that quite naturally – by the term, running back can run the football, catch the football out of the backfield effectively because it's, it, it, it's a passing league, as everyone knows right now in the NFL. Even though the running back 
physician has made a, a resurgence, and uh, uh, there's a plethora amount of running backs this season. I've talked about it quite a bit leading up until this time, and I'll keep on saying it. Even, and even on draft day, I'll say it. Because the fact is, that's a fact. I mean, that this sounds redundant, but it's a fact that there is a hell of a lot of good running backs in this draft. A lot. And it has to be a triple threat, being able to run the football as the term running back, being able to catch the football out of the backfield as as a passing game. And since it's a passing game, the person passing the football is the quarterback, and the running back, if he's sitting back there, in order to be a three-down back, to be on the field to protect his quarterback. So he has to be able to pass protect against his quarterback getting his bell rung, getting put down and put on the sidelines. So he has to be able to protect that. So he has to be a triple threat, not a dual threat running back. And there's a lot of running backs in this draft that are like that because they realize that in college where passing college for the most part, that they, in order to stay on the field, they have to be able to know how to protect the quarterback in the passing game. The more you can do, the more you're on the field. The more you can do, the more you're on the field. That's plain and simple. That's football one-on-one to any player. The more versatile you are, the more playing time you will get. If you're limited in your skill set, you're limited in the time that you're going to be on the field. Plain and simple. It's nothing um, difficult about understanding that concept. Coaches want versatility. Coaches want guys that can do more than one thing. That means that that you can uh, help your team win, be more versatile, in helping your team win. And it's a win-win situation. Win for the team, win for you. All right. Here we go. The Cleveland Browns are on the clock as they are the first round. Uh, they are the, per, the team that fit, picks first this year, last year, whatever year. Uh, for the most part, the Cleveland Browns have been in the top five year in, year out for, oh, my God. Who can remember? Anyway, let's think about this. The owner wants to get a quarterback. The coaching staff, for the most part, from what I understand, wants to stay with the best player available in the draft. By all consensus, and including myself, it would be Miles Garrett. Has the highest upside in the draft. Uh, you know, quite naturally, if there's an uh, upside, is a ceiling, there's a floor. And it's hard for me not to think that 
the smarter minds will win out over the owner stepping and saying, take a quarterback here. Because Cleveland has the two picks in the first 15 um, picks. They got a they have pick number one, and they have the 12th pick. So, in my opinion, if they, if in fact they do move up, which I think that it may be a possibility, but we're not doing any trades in this. We're doing straight a straight draft here. No trades involved, just a straight draft. Because I think there's a couple teams that are going to move up and down in this. And I'll, I'll probably give you my opinion as we get to those teams. But I, I'm thinking that right now, if it's a straight draft, no trades, and it may be a minimum amount of trades in this draft because there's so much talent had in this draft. Unless you're looking for a particular person, you, you're you targeting that person in the first round or whatever round you're targeting, but especially the first round, that you may be moving up or moving down, depending on how, how whatever team you are, you see the board. But for them, for, for all intents and purposes, it's going to be a straight draft right now. And Cleveland, if you have any sense, you'll take Miles Garrett, a pass rusher, a outstanding defensive end that can both play the run and definitely play the pass. Play against the pass. So you do that, without a doubt. Now here's where it may get tricky. At number two, I'm thinking the 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 um, San Francisco 49ers who have a lot of needs, new coaching staff, new general manager. John Lynch, general manager, Kyle Shanahan, coach, head coach. One of those quarterback whisperers. Everywhere he's gone, Washington, Atlanta. Now, just look at it, though. They had pretty, some pretty good quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. But he's gotten the most out of both those players. He's gotten quite a bit out of them. So we go into San Francisco. Do they take a quarterback in the second pick in the first round? If you've listened to me since January and all the max, excuse me, all the drafts that I've done, I don't think, and I've said it repeatedly. I said it repeatedly. There is a first round quarterback to be had in this draft. Not to say that there won't be quarterbacks picked in the first round, but I don't think there's a first-round quarterback talented enough to be taken in the first round. But teams will take quarterbacks, at least one, at least probably at least two. At least two quarterbacks will be taken in the first round. But I don't think that... Forty ers take a quarterback here. You can win. With a quarterback that's not a franchise quarterback. Even though that 
get to get to the Super Bowl, you have to have a more than capable quarterback. Been proven that you have to have a solid defense, a solid defense. So if you don't have a top quarterback that can be possibly taken, take Solomon Thomas, another defensive end from Stanford, and put him on your roster, San Francisco. Nonstop motor. Ability to play over the line. He can play D-tackle, D-end. He's that versatile and makes a very good fit for the 49ers. Extremely good fit for the 49ers. This next team has a lot of needs. Picked up a quarterback off of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Mike Glennon. Not saying he's a franchise quarterback, but they signed him to – carry the team until possibly they do get a franchise somewhere down the line. Um, He's got the uh, multi-year contract. But the Bears need help, especially on the backside of their defense. And there's a lot of DBs in this draft that I would say that one of the deepest drafts I, I, I can recall of being uh, filled with defensive backs. And the Chicago Bears with the num- number three pick in the 2017 draft the Bears select Marshawn Lattimore from a cornerback from Ohio State. I think he's the, he's the one that he's one of the uh, DBs, whether it's safety or cornerback from Ohio State, that's going to be picked very high in this draft. Ohio State had a lockdown backfield on the defensive side. This is just one of them. Marshawn Lattimore, I think, going to Chicago from Ohio State. Now, the next pick gets very interesting. Jacksonville Jaguars um, have, have had a very good offense um, outside of a running back and over the last few years have shored up their defense with a defensive-minded coach in Gus Bradley. Now, they can go many ways here because they have the number four pick, just like three, two, and one did. But what's the best pick? What's the absolute best pick? Do they go offense or do they go defense? They have a, a lot of defensive players now. That defense is going to get um, going to grow up together. But one the one of the things that have stymied the Jacksonville Jaguars is turnovers on offense and particularly turnovers from the quarterback, Blake Bortles. Said years back, I didn't think he was a first-round quarterback, but he he turned out to get picked in the first round. That's the difference. It's the difference of being a first-round talent and then getting picked in the first round. 
so far all the all the three guys that I've selected from one, two, and three from um, Cleveland, San Francisco, and Chicago are all first round talents. The guy that I'm going to name for the Jacksonville Jaguars is a definitely a first round talent. Top uh, at his position projected, and I think he is. I think he, he's a, he's a going to be a beast if used right. Hopefully, they do use him right. Leonard Fournette going to the Jacksonville Jaguars to complete the firepower of the offense in Jacksonville. Need somebody to run the football and take the ball out of Blake Bortles' hands and not have him throw the football as much, thus not causing turnovers, particularly interceptions that Bortles has a tendency to uh, produce in passing game. Give it to a big-time back, a bruising back that gets the ball 15 to 20 times a game and uh, um, give more versatility to the offense. With a big bruising back that can be effective as long as you store up that offensive line, Leonard Fournette can be um, they need because they do need a, a, a big time running back. And 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 I get like I said earlier when I started the show, there is a lot of running backs in this draft. Now they could have gone and, and got a, a Jonathan Allen. Alabama from the defensive end if they want to add some more defensive uh, um, presence. But they need a top running back. And I think the top is Leonard Fournette. LSU running back going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's move on to the number five pick, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think the Tennessee Titans may, may be moving up and down, but like I said, this is going to be a straight draft. So we're just picking – who, who we think Tennessee is going to take. And I had mentioned a guy, I just mentioned him, that uh, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't take him. They went to running back. So this is a very good fit for the um, tight Tennessee Titans. And passing on him would be tough to do. Uh and I would say that Jonathan Allen would go to the uh, Tennessee Titans and make that defense that much better. Tennessee Titans aren't far away. Presence in the backfield, defensive presence on the front line of the defense, and maybe, uh, not maybe, more help uh, in the uh, wide receiver position. The Tennessee, in my opinion, not – the Colts, the Tennessee, in my opinion, has the ability and the possibility of challenging the Texans for the AFC South title. Pieces like Jonathan Allen can help them do that. All right, let's move on to number six, my former team, the Jets. Now, they, they grabbed a 
possible. I don't know if he's possible or not. He may be borderline um, cornerback, Hall of Fame cornerback in Darrell Revis years back. They need a quarterback. Do they grab Mitchell Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Kaiser, Patrick Mahomes? I don't think so. Defensive-minded coach, defensive-minded um, team. They need offense quite naturally. You need a quarterback quite naturally. They only have uh, 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 Petty and, and Hackenberg, two young quarterbacks, very young. Going to add a third one to that? I don't think in the first round. I think they go uh, safety. Because they do need help in there because they were absolutely horrible in the passing game and, 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 and being able to stop the pass. One of the worst in the league in that aspect. And also be able to, to uh, uh, shore up that run defense with a uh, solid safety. And how about the safety that's out of LSU? The one, number one safety on the board in, in most people, and that could be disputed uh, because of uh, the next pick that is also going to involve a safety. But I'm going to go with Jamal Adams. They need somebody who can take control of the team, be a leader, and bring that talent to the field. How about Jamal Adams out of LSU, the safety? Why not? Going to the Big Apple. Wow. That would be pretty good for the uh, – I would think that would be a very good pick for the Jets. We move on to the pick seven, which is the um, – uh, uh, excuse me. I was about to say San Diego. It's no longer San Diego. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. Got to get used to saying that. That doesn't even sound right. The Los Angeles Chargers. But I think they go in the same direction as the Jets, showing up that backside for the defense. Just think who they have to go against. Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, Oakland Raiders. They need somebody that can uh, be a dual threat. Be a dual threat. How about that? Be a dual threat in the backside of that defense. What are safeties? They're dual threats. Backside of safety. Being able to uh, uh, play the run and also be able to cover. And who who's better to be covered? Now, that's why I said it's uh, a toss-up. Most people say it's Jamal Adams. Other people say it's Malik Hooker. So when Jamal Adams went to the Jets, how about Malik Hooker going to the San Diego, I mean, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers? Out of Ohio State, safety, solid safety. Instincts and ball skills to create turnovers. And it would be a wise choice for the Chargers to pick Malik Hooker as their first pick in this, uh, their number seventh pick in the first round. I like that pick. Some people think, well, why would you say this when, when it more than likely they should, should get someone else? But I'm going to go this route for just, just because I want to. This is my mock. So I'm going to go this route. 
for the next pick, which is the eighth pick, which is the Carolina Panthers. <clears throat> Greg Olkinson is getting older. Now, as soon as I said that, you know, oh, well, here he goes. He's going to go with, with a, a, a tight end. Yeah, I'm going with a tight end. Because they, this is a Ron Rivera type of team. They like to run the football. Greg Olson is a very good blocker and also can catch the football. And the next guy is like, I would say he's like Greg Olson. And he has, has the ability to do both, just like Greg Olson. Block as an inline blocker and being able to get out and catch the football with no problem. Not a Kyle Brady like the Jets picked years back, that thought was he was he was that guy. This is a more athletic tight end. And I'm thinking O.J. Howard from Alabama goes to the Carolina Panthers. Why you say don't you pick a running back, one of the running backs that are left, Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey? Because I like O.J. Howard to go to the – Carolina Panthers. I could be wrong. More than likely, I may be wrong, but this is how I'm running my mock draft today. I'm going with O.J. Howard, number eight, to the Carolina Panthers. We go to uh, the next pick, number nine, with the Bengals picking uh, being on the clock. Tick, tick, tick goes the clock. And what do the Bengals select? Who do they select? How about a nasty guy from Michigan? And somebody that has a a great upside. Fits a big need that the uh, uh, Bengals need. And I think that Taco Charlton from Michigan, defensive end, would be a good fit for the Cincinnati Bengals. Then we move on to number 10. Here's where it gets interesting. They re-signed the quarterback. But most, in most circles, they say they're not comfortable with their quarterback. I don't know why. Tyrod Taylor has been balling out. I know he's been maybe a little bit inconsistent and, and likes the deep ball too much. I can understand that. But being able to get the deep ball to where it needs to be is a, is a skill that a lot of quarterbacks don't have. So I would rather have a quarterback that can get the deep ball well, or throw the deep ball well, 
and you have to get him to work on the short, the intermediate throws to be more efficient and effective and accurate. Then a quarterback that can't get the, get the deep ball to his receivers accurately, but can get the intermediate and short passes. That's how I feel. Now, other people may have may have it in the reverse, rather be able to deal with a quarterback that is deficient in getting the ball deep and is very good in short to intermediate passes. I'd rather have a quarterback that can get the ball deep, big fast blast plays, and just work on them, getting his accuracy and being more efficient in the short to intermediate throws. Even though, even though that the, the um, short and intermediate throws can take it, they can take it to the distance. That's just how I feel. But the Bills are going to pick a quarterback in this draft. They're going to pick a quarterback in this draft. That's almost an unwritten rule for them this year. We're getting a quarterback in this draft. For whatever reason, they're not sold on Tyrod Taylor. So they're going to use their 10th pick in the first round to pick up what most people say is the top quarterback in this draft is Mitchell Trubisky. Me? I don't think so. It's not a good, good fit to pick a quarterback that's only had 13 starts. Very limited in his experience as being a starting quarterback. Very limited. Historic, history tells you that those quarterbacks don't succeed very well. But Buffalo takes Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky in the 10th round. I mean, in the 10th pick. In the first round. We go to the 11th pick, which is the uh, New Orleans Saints pick. They've been piss poor going through um, offensive, I mean, excuse me, defensive coordinators. They haven't been able to get the defense right for years. Been trying to pick up uh, backside defense help um, and um, uh, linebacker help, and I think that's where they go in this draft. Where there is, like I had said previously, not just in this broadcast, but pre- pre- in pre- previous broadcasts, that there is a lot of defensive players that are be ta- to be taken in this draft on all three levels of the defense. And Reuben Foster would be a very good fit. Now, I know he failed a drug test at the combine, which is big red flags for me. He also got kicked out of the because of a confrontation he had with a healthcare care worker in, 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 at the combine. 
two red flags teams to take him off the board in the draft boards or keep him on the boards and do that due diligence and extremely vet this guy and see if he's worth it or he's going to be another um, um, Gregory from Dallas. I can't remember his first name. Or someone of that ilk that can constantly can't keep off the weed or whatever. Or has some type of issue off field. But I think just from a skill level standpoint, tossing out the uh, uh, fact that red flags may uh, may may uh, um, fly again in the, in the future in in Ruben Foster's NFL future. Fast physical is a uh, um, a type of player on the defense. Played in Alabama, uh, which is a winning winning organization like a mini uh, NFL team in the SEC, coached by Nick Saban, and is a nasty player. Is what one of the things that the New Orleans Saints needs on their defense. So Ruben Foster, number eleven to the New Orleans Saints. We can move on to the twelfth pick which, again, is the Cleveland Browns. Again, do the Browns pick up a quarterback that they so they see, uh, that they need? They're dealing with Cody Kessler is supposedly the starter now. Ooh, I don't know about that. Or do they grab somebody on their defense? Now, just just listen to what I'm saying here. To the Cleveland Browns, they've been on the bottom side of that uh, um, conference, or that division, I should say, for quite a while. They got the Antonio Brown, Martavius Bryant and company in Pittsburgh. They have Joe Flacco, Mike Wallace and company uh, in Baltimore, and they have uh, A.J. Green and um, Tyler Boyd and company, and and Tyler Eifert and company in Cincinnati. They need to show up to, to partner with Joe Hayden, who's not getting any younger and is uh, usually nicked up year in and year out some help in the back defensive backfield. So I think once again, once again, they, they, they go to and stay within the state. And once again, they go to Ohio state to pick up a a cornerback, not a quarterback, but a cornerback in Gary and Connolly play press who can step in right away and start. Garen Connolly. They skip getting a quarterback in the first round, and they go and get a uh, – at the number two pick, a quarterback. I mean, a cornerback, not a quarterback. Let's move on to the um, 
Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals can go two ways here, uh, in my opinion. They need a quarterback because Carson Palmer is not getting any younger. He dropped off a little bit, and they need some to groom somebody because Carson Palmer is 37 years old. And they need also need a wide receiver because Larry Fitzgerald was thinking about uh, uh, was thinking about not coming back. So they need a wide, another wide receiver, big wide receiver, be groomed, and to be uh, taken under by Larry Fitzgerald and uh, um, strengthen up that position. Michael Floyd's not there. You got Jerry on Brown and uh, and, and the uh, other, uh, John Brown. And um, Larry Fitzgerald, you need somebody, a big body, like Corey Davis from Western Michigan wide receiver, one of the better wide receivers. There's a lot of wide receivers in here, and I'm saying Corey Davis. It could be either Mike Williams, quite naturally. We'll get to him. It could be Mike Williams, but I'm saying Corey Davis goes to the Arizona Cardinals, gives him the big target um, and, and a top target for the future in a, in, in a Bruce Arians offense. Let's move on to number 14 pick who ha- the Eagles have. And we go back to the SEC. And they need help in the, in the backside, whether it's in the pass or, or run game. They need help in the backside of their defense. I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles who picked 14 in this round. How about Alabama? We're going to the LSC, I mean, SEC. Alabama and Ohio State seems like it's very high up in here. And we'll say that a cornerback, Marlon Eagles. Goes to the Eagles. Move on to number 15 pick. What's the one thing, or one of the main things that the Indianapolis Colts really need. They need to protect their franchise quarterback. He spent the greater part of the last year on the sidelines because he wasn't protected well. It hasn't been protected well for a few seasons now. Now, this is not a great draft for offensive linemen. But if you're going to take one, this is one of the ones you're going to take in Ryan Ramchick out of Wisconsin. Wisconsin offensive lineman, it's, it's, it's an offensive lineman factory, in my opinion. That's one of the things they do. They produce very good offensive linemen, along with Iowa. Produce very good offensive linemen. And Ryan Rath, Ram, Ramchick is one of those. Probably one of the safest tackles uh, uh, to take. He could step in right now, start at right tackle, or maybe even guard. But you need some help on the offensive line. And I think they take a shot with this 15th pick and picking up an offensive lineman in Ryan Ramchick. Move on to number six. Uh, we, I talked about him uh, two picks ago, three picks ago. And, and the Baltimore Ravens take the uh, uh, next in a lot of, a lot of circles. Next best wide receiver out of Clemson, and that would be Mike Williams going to the Baltimore Ravens. If he gets any confidence from Joe Flacco, he's going to get the ball a lot, a lot. Short, long game, this kid can do it. 
Mike Williams, number 16. Let's go to the 17th pick in the uh, Washington Redskins. Are they going to take a quarterback here? Word is that they're not going to trade uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, and he's only on a one-year. They're trying to get a long-term contract. That hasn't been. So he's on a um, franchise tag right now, which lasts one year. And after this year, he's out of there. More than likely, he's looking to go to San Francisco. So what do they take? They need a running back. I mean, you got Kelly and you got uh, uh, Matt Jones, but are they the ones that are going to to um, carry the load or split carries or whatever you want to call it? Or you have a quarterback, I mean, uh, a running back, that is what I was talking about prior to going starting this draft. Triple threat running back. How about we say that Dalvin Cook from Florida State goes to the Washington Redskins in that Jay Gruden offense. Triple threat court running back. Triple threat running back, not quarterback. Triple threat running back. I like him a lot. I think he fits right in there. He was uh, at one point thought to be one of the best. Actually, he still thought that. I mean, at one point he was thought the best on top of Leonard Fournette. But he got, he goes down to number 17. Maybe an uh, issue in him, him getting healthy, um, keeping healthy, I should say, because he's coming off a shoulder, shoulder injury and surgery. But I like Dalvin Cook to go to the Washington Redskins. Let's move on to the second pick that the uh, Tennessee Titans have. Now, I had said before there was two things that the Tennessee Titans needed. One of them was the, um, a pass rush, and the other one was a wide receiver. The Tennessee Titans get their wide receiver and a dangerous one at that for Marcus Mariota at number 18. How about the 4-2-2 home runner hitter for the offense who can stretch the defense in John Ross going to the Tennessee Titans? Talking about a perfect fit. Oh, my God. Talking about a perfect fit. How about that? How much more potent would that offense be with John Ross in it with the dual threat of Derek McHenry and and, um, Murray? Wow. That's all I can say is wow. And along with, um, um, and I can't think of his name now, but the, the tight end. The pass-catching tight end. Wow. That's a hell of an offense to go up against, especially against a defense that is a very good defense now, and they just need offensive weapons. And the one offensive weapon they need is a um, a, a wide receiver of the skill set of John Ross and speed. Speed kills. I told you that before. Speed kills. Let's move on to number 18 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, they could have gone uh, a running back here because they are in need. They question marks on Doug Martin uh, and uh, Charles Sims and, and Jaquez Rogers and picked up Christian McCaffrey. 
which is a very dynamic running back. But they go to the defensive side of the ball out of Tennessee, a defensive end. One of the most consistent, productive defensive, defensive players in this draft. And they need somebody to rush the passer. You got NFC South. Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. You need somebody to rush the passer and get after it. Derek Barnett, Tennessee, defensive end. And here we go. Number 20 is a very interesting pick. This is almost too perfect. His father played for this team, Ed McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey going to the, out of Stanford running back, going, going to the Broncos is uh, very um, – it's almost it's a perfect fit. It helps them in a, in a running game and passing game and a return game because he could do all three. Number twenty one, they need help. I'm talking about the Detroit Lions. They need help on the defensive side of the ball, especially in in, in linebacker position. I would think that Hassan Reddick and his story would be a good fit in Detroit, a linebacker out of Temple. Number 22, here we go. Um, Big Ten, this is at the Big Ten. Uh, Miami Dolphins are picking number 22. Uh, But they need someone that can get after the passer and defend the run. They're in the AFC East. Tom Brady's in there. They need somebody if they're going to contend. They came in second last last season. They need if they're going to get over the hump. They need better help on the front side of that defense. And Malik McDowell out of Michigan State can help him do that. And believe it or not, this guy falls to the Giants. Now they can go a few ways. They can go, if they don't feel confident in Paul Perkins, to a running back. They can go, if they need some more passing help, um, as in um, getting a tight end, who, who, and there's a lot of tight ends in this that they can use uh, to uh, shore up that, um, that position. Or they can get somebody to protect Eli for the few years he has left um, or they can go quarterback, a backup quarterback, but I don't think they do that in the first round. I think they go Cam Robinson out of Alabama, offensive tackle. Number 24, we're getting down to it. Got six minutes, about, yeah, about six minutes left in this show. And uh, number 24, got a lot of offensive weapons. They're trying to get uh, Marshawn Lynch. Now, things may change. Things may change if, for whatever reason, Marshawn Lynch doesn't end up with the Raiders before the draft or during the draft, that they may go running back here to shore up that running back position. Or they may wait and still be confident in the pick that I'm going to push out to you now. They may go they, – they have a hell of a linebacking core, but I think they're going to add to it. With a physical hitter, and he's a very good athlete, and Big Al – looking down on his organization that's moving to Las Vegas, would be happy with Jared Davis, a linebacker out of Florida. 
And here is where it gets really interesting. The Texans, Bill O'Brien and company, worked out, I think it was last week, or a week ago, whatever, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And Bill O'Brien supposedly is, loves Patrick Mahomes. Uh, got the, supposedly uh, that gunslinger mentality like Brett Favre. Uh, needs to be reined in right very uh, a lot. Um, and uh, 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 is, is erratic in his um, passing skills. Deshaun Watson supposedly is one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in this draft. But check this out. He went up against Alabama in two games, two championship games. One he lost, one they one they won, one, as you all know, if you've listened to look at college football. Ran up astronomical passing um, numbers. The big stage doesn't bother him. The big, I'll say that again. The big stage doesn't bother him. There was another quarterback that I loved that the Texans had passed on. The, the big stage didn't bother him. And that quarterback also had won a national championship. And that was A.J. McCarron. I'm imploring my Texans not to do the same thing. Bill Bryan is supposed to be a quarterback whisperer. If he's a quarterback whisperer with a, the talent of Deshaun Watson, who's been at, in the big stage against a team like Alabama back-to-back back and beat him in, in, in the last time he faced him, he's not shying away from the big stage. He's performed in the big stage in a losing and a winning effort. This is a high-character guy on and off the field with good, very good leadership skills that uh, uh, the owner would definitely love this guy. So pick Deshaun Watson at the number 25th pick from University of Clemson quarterback for Houston, Texas. Let's move on to 26. We've got about three minutes left, and I think we're going to get it right on time. Seattle Seahawks need help on the offensive side, defensive side of the ball. Oh, explosive guy. This guy's got a high motor. He would be a great pick for the uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks. Um, to go with uh, Michael Bennett, defensive end out of USCL, excuse me, UCLA, is in Ter- Tack McKinley. Alex Smith is not long for the Kansas City Chiefs at the 27th pick. Andy Reid, who is one of these other quarterback whisperers, I would think he would like to pick a big-armed quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and groom him until um, Alex Smith gets replaced. Number 28, um, the uh, Dallas Cowboys pick there. They need help on the backside of football, uh, backside in the passing game on defense. Um, This guy has very good footwork and in, uh, of the best in the, in the cornerbacks, and he could step in right away in, in um, playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and that's Shadavious White. Um, we also go, now we're going back again to another cornerback for the Green Bay Packers. Um, Ted Thompson is one of those guys that loves DBs. They need help 
in the backside of that defense, and Kevin King, the cornerback uh, out of Washington, is just that guy for that job. Steelers, they've lost um, their longtime uh, tight end, and the uh, Ladarius Green at, has been inconsistent at best. This is a very strong tight end class. How about grabbing David Njoku out of Miami as a tight end who's very talented and raw and quite naturally needs some season, but he has speed to kill and would be a great fit in that high-powered offense in, in Pittsburgh. Number 31 would be the Atlanta Falcons, and uh, they need help on the offensive side of the ball, especially on, on the offensive line. You saw what happened to Matt Ryan late in that game uh, as the uh, uh, Patriots were getting to him. Um, and throughout the season, uh, the offensive line at times was inconsistent. How about getting uh, one of the safest picks in the first round and getting Forrest Lamp, an offensive uh, talent out of uh, Western Kentucky? And last but not least, again, the Saints pick um, and the 32nd pick, they need defensive help, especially in that league where they need help in the backside, a cornerback in particular. How about Adoree Jackson from USC, a cornerback that they need, uh, and a return man at that. Well, that's it. Tune in next week as I we're talking about the who went to where. We're in overtime now, but let's be said this. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and we'll be back here at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to reflect on the 2017 NFL Draft and whatever else happens to come. It's been a pleasure. I'm just going to drop the mic and get out of here. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully it's a very productive and enjoyable day. And have a safe week. And hopefully you'll be listening to to me uh, next week or or, or 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where we're doing a two-hour special NFL draft uh, show from 8 to 10. Thanks for joining us, and we're out.